Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin, I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Oh, it could happen here. Um, is the podcast. We're talking about things falling apart. And you know, a place where things have uh, fallen apart a bit is uh, large chunks of Ukraine due to a Russian invasion. Um, And, you know, we've chatted about this a bit on the show. We've had some interviews with some folks who are living and fighting over there. And today we're going to talk with Jake Hanrahan, a friend of the pod, um, who has been over a couple of times this year, including since the more expanded conflict began and has just released a new documentary on the popular front YouTube called Ukraine's Anti-Fascist Football Hooligans Fighting the Russian Invasion. Jake, how you doing? Hello, mate. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being on. Now, Jake, first off, um, I guess we can get into YouTube censorship stuff, but um, (laughs) I want to chat about like how this story came about and when you kind of got in contact with these people, because Kind of in brief, what you have, you know, the 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 cliff's notes that you hear from like folks who have kind of an axe to grind is that like, you know, Ukraine is all neo Nazis and the government's all run by neo Nazis, and the reality is that Ukraine obviously has a substantial Nazi problem, and as with any country 
where you have a substantial Nazi problem and some degree of freedom in terms of, you know, your ability to organize for other political purposes, you also have a shitload of people who are anti-fascists and who have been fighting those fascists in the street, um, often with intense levels of violence. Um, and this is a story about a group of those people um, mm. who have now kind of retooled their organization and capacity towards fighting the Russian invasion. Yeah, man, exactly that. I mean, I so what I wanted to do with Popular Front, you know, I, I've been reporting from Ukraine since 2016. I've been there more than 10 times on the ground in the Donbass, like way before, you know, people were focused on the area right. again before the invasion. So I was very aware of, yeah, there is um, a significant fascist element to the militias out there, but it's the same. Any country in Europe that would have a war would have the exact same thing. Trust yeah. me, if we had it in Britain, we would have a similar issue, you know, uh, Eastern Europe, obviously it's a little bit more hardcore, um, but that's the way it is. That's Eastern Europe for you. Um, and I will mention just at the top as well, I would argue that Russia has a much worse neo-Nazi problem. They had yeah. Um, yeah. more than 15 people were killed between 2014 and 2015 by an actual neo-Nazi serial killer gang in Moscow that filmed these attacks. They have a massive neo-Nazi party, um, you know, they, they, they're exporting Nazis all across Europe. And we know there are several, um, you know, well-trained neo-Nazi battalions fighting for the pro-Russians. So it's neither here nor there. Yes, there's Nazi problems in the region. But I didn't want to constantly be on this back foot of like, no, actually, yes, there's a Nazi problem, but not this, not that. I was like, how can we do a documentary that's kind of a positive way to be like, well, instead of saying, no, not everyone is this, or having to film with a unit and then being like, actually, these guys are fascists. Yes. How can I show, you know, <laughs> like, black how can I show? black sun patches are uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah right? Like, <laughs> uh-oh, a totem cough again. Yeah. Like, you know, so, <laughs> it was like, how, how can I kind of put a doc out there where it's like, oh, no, actually, like, here's a different side to it. And, you know, this group, obviously, as soon as the war started, they, again, Ukraine is a country of 44 million people, and it's a very diverse, a very smart, very open country in terms of people will tell you what they think and they will argue mm -hmm. with you and you won't be you know you, you can have like really serious discussions with people about politics there and not fall out you know um so they're very i think like a very clever people are really nice people i love ukraine love ukrainians so so it's to me it was i knew about the place it was like yeah of course there's a massive anti-fascist element in ukraine okay it's definitely smaller than the fascist element but already since the war started with there's eco platform there's Kharkiv hardcore there's the resistance committee there's hordes clan there's operation solidarity like there, there's a nesta Makno um machine gun repair unit like there's so many different anti-fascist left-wing elements to the to the conflict they just get a lot less attention because the fascists have got really good at uh, propaganda over the years yeah. and and let's be honest a lot of the the fascist groups are fighting in the east and right now That's it's kind the hardest of look, combat yeah well it's it all hands on deck right it's like yeah. everyone's like yeah okay we don't really care <laughs> like we just want to not die which is understandable so my point is um i looked at this this group the resistance committee which is this kind of anti-authoritarian um you know coalition of various different units they have um rev dia under their wing which is an anarchist yep. group in ukraine that i made a documentary with a few years ago so i was looking oh maybe we'll do a doc on rev dia again now that they're fighting on the front but then i see this other group with them hoods hoods clan and it's like what who like firstly the name is kind of weird um, right in the secondly, u.s that brings up some unpleasant connotations in the u.s yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, in yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah, just, but, it didn't really it, click to me but, but i get so it what is what does like hoods hoods mean 
So basically, when they would go and do, you know, when they would go and beat up fascists, yeah, they'd all be like, right, hoods up, hoods, hoods, hoods. Oh, hoods, oh, hoods, gotcha, because you're you're like right. putting your hoodie up so you don't get like yeah, spotted right, on the camera. Exactly, so, quick, sure, that hoods, makes hoods. Sense. Yeah, Put yeah, the hoods yeah. up. Um, there's footage sense. of them beating up Nazis as well, chanting that a chant, hoods, 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 like you know, to put the fucking fear into them. Like, yeah, hey, that's coming. dope as hell. Yeah, yeah, and then clan. I mean, the the Ukrainian translation of clan, it's with a K. It's not about the Ku Klux Klan, right. you know. It's just <laughs> but also, kind of anglicization can lead to some unfortunate things. Right, yeah, no, right. I get it. Yeah. But also, you know, they're smart yeah. guys. And and at first I thought this wasn't true, but then I spoke to them. It was true. They were kind of aware. They're like, yeah, HHK, Hutut Klan. They're kind of trolling KKK. Like, in right. a, it's like a second meaning. Because in Ukraine, you know, they've got that culture. They're very cheeky. They think it's very funny to be like, ha ha, you know, fuck you. Um, so yeah. for them, they were like, yeah, we're basically trolling the fascists. Like they hear Hutu's clan and they're like, oh, surprise, sorry, we're anti-fascists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Boom, your head's broken. So yeah. it, it was kind of that vibe. And, you know, they didn't really think about it. And when I asked yeah. Anton, you know, he's like the kind of de facto leader. He was like, he told me this. And, he, and then he was like, I just kind of wanted to piss people off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you got to remember, these guys started over 10 years ago before, you know, politics was as online as it is. Um, and they started off in the hardcore punk scene. Now, you know, I'm sure you know, like, you know, hardcore punk, especially in Europe, is like a very, very exciting, very fun, very happy and like gnarly fucking scene. So for them, it was like, yeah, we're the Hoods Hoods clan. Like, you know what I mean? But right. But unfortunately, some people in America are like, why are they called Hoods Hoods clan? I don't believe that they're anti-fascists. It's like, mate. There's over 70 videos of them beating up Nazis like, yeah. successfully. <laughs> well, but, and like, okay. It's a whole continent that doesn't have the same history as the United States, right? You can't right. assume I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, even if you said in England, like, KKK, like, now people would be like, who? Oh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I've heard of that. It's not like yeah. we didn't have it here like that, you know? Yeah, um, and it, it's one of those. So, I mean, one of the things that's um that's interesting here and that you, you hit on in your documentary is, like, these folk – the the that that these are not just like um anti authoritarian folks they're they're very much committed to anti racism which is um you know in a place like Ukraine where uh the history of there being you know folks who are not white is uh not quite as extensive as it is in a lot of places it's really interesting to me to have people who are kind of organizing specifically for that purpose um and I think really cool. yeah 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 it is really cool and it's for them what I found very fascinating is it's just natural so. You know, yeah. I, I said, you know, their political ideology, some of them are like, well, some of us are anarchists, some of us are kind of anti-fascist, but otherwise kind of apolitical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, it's very simple for them. It's like, why are you, I asked them, well, how come you guys are anti-fascist? And they're like, well, we just see life differently. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's like, obviously, like there was no big political theory. It was just like, no, it's just basically they were like, it's just wrong. You know, like fascism is just yeah. wrong and we're tough guys, you know, and we joined we were we wanted to be the ones that said no we're not the fascists we're the anti-fascists and luckily for them they had a really good friendship group and a very solid group who were all very good at combat sports and like in the doc you know anton says our enemies is almost every other ukrainian football firm in the whole of the country <laughs> but you, you will ask even their enemies they will tell you like yeah unfortunately those guys are tough you know they yeah. they can fight you know they um, would have to be Yeah, exactly. They had to be. They were like, we had to be, you know. So, I mean, I I, do my research. I found um, a kind of a fascist football ultras forum in Eastern Europe that banned any mention of Hoods Hoods clan. And it kind of boiled down to the fact they were just so embarrassed that so many of the fascist groups were getting beaten up. 
like by by anti-fascist and often outnumbered. You know, it even got to a point where Hoodsuds clan weren't allowed to, they wouldn't even talk to them to, to do like arranged fights anymore in the field. So instead of quitting, Hoodsuds clan said, okay, then when we see you, we'll just beat you up in the subway. We'll beat you up in the street. Like, you know, and a lot of people might say, oh, well, this is violence. For me, the football hooliganism side of it, I don't see an issue with it personally. I mean, they're not attacking anyone innocent. They're not attacking bystanders. It was all very contained. It was all very, you know, it was, that was their thing, you know? So that, that to me is, is whatever. And when you're talking about neo-Nazi groups that were, I mean, in Ukraine, they, they've stabbed up the Roma community. They're destroying LGBT events. Sure. And, you know, Hutsu's clan were just like, nah, we're not about that. We don't, we don't think you should do that. And so they formed and for 10 years they were fighting. Um, but now, they have called a truce because they're like, you know, Anton explains in the doc, he says, look, the, there's a bigger problem now because Ukraine is actually not a Nazi junta, as the Kremlin says. It's actually quite easy to kind of, you know, it's a very small subset in the in the relative size of the actual military. So, you know, it's actually for them. They said, well, yeah, it makes sense. We put all our other political differences aside because this is way bigger. You're talking about one of the most powerful militaries on Earth invading our country and killing our people. I mean, we've seen the massacres in Bucha, in Irpin, um, you know, people killed, civilians, hands behind their back, executed in the street. Um, 30 of the people killed in Bucha were children. Yeah. Like, you know, this is just insane. So for them, they were like, yeah, we, we can we can call a truce. You know, we don't like them, but right now we're not going to beat each other up on the front line. Um, but I think it really kind of shows the testament of, of how serious Hutu's clan are about the anti-fascism that, even whilst in the truce, most of them actually still joined the the resistance committee, the anti-authoritarian groups. So they're not yeah. just directly next to fascist battalions. But again, you know, a lot is changing out there in the front now. I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Anton said to me, he was like, I'll be honest with you. Like, we didn't put this in the dot. He said, I'll be honest. I think after this war, a lot of these far right guys might change their mind because now we see what totalitarianism brings death you know what i mean whether that whether i whether that's wishful thinking or not i'm not sure but you know yeah. what i'm saying because obviously like the i mean I, I i would obviously i would hope that that's that's what happens but the, i tend the, to doubt it but yeah, yeah the, the thing that scares me of course is there's just as at least as much a chance that you know they get more powerful um yes. which is again part of why it's important for folks like hoods hoods clan to be organizing and and getting weapons and being prepared because like mm. Yeah, so that if that conflict comes after the war, you know, you don't want the fascist militias to be the best uh, armed and most organized. Yeah, and and this is the issue, you know. But I think mm -hmm. for them, it's like, okay, we'll deal with that when it comes. You know, like I, I right. think they're very aware that this war is going nowhere. You know, and you know they yeah. say in our doc, oh, we just want to go and kill Russian pigs. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, what they mean is. I mean, some people were like, "Well, oh, that's really bad." I was like, "Mate, you're talking about they're, they're, it's a they war, were in man. Yeah. it's a war, right? <laughs> they were like, they were guarding the areas where yeah. the massacres happened. You know, Hutu's yeah. clan got shelled trying to get civilians out of Borodanka when Russians were shelling. You're talking women and children. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they said that mildly. <laughs> you know, like yeah. It's, yeah, like you know, it's a war, man. It is what it is. And also, they're football hooligans. They're right. wild people. You know. Yeah, it's it's um. I mean, it, that is kind of interesting, though. I, I I'm curious. Um, do you have kind of a uh an assessment of of what kind of numbers they're looking at? Like how many folks they've actually got in the field on a regular basis? Yeah. So the resistance committee is I don't know, like fifty to hundred right now. 
Hoods Hoods clan, they have like maybe 20 to 30 of their guys in that group. But then they also have other people um, that join different units in the East. So they were like already military. So they didn't have to go, you know, form a militia. They just joined the military. So there's like quite a strong Hoods Hoods clan um, mortar group. Um, and I know that. So, so one of the footage we included in our documentary where um, a Russian tank gets blown up like very close quarters, he gets hit with a javelin. He's like 100 feet away. That was a Hoods Hoods clan attack. That was one of their guys doing it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, they're all over the place. Um, unfortunately, due to various bureaucracy within the territorial defense, I do think that the resistance committee might have to split up to actually get to the front. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're probably going to have to join other units because there's some issues that the, you know, various people, they're just not sending them out there. It's not because they're anti-fascist or anything. It's nothing to do with that. It's, it's because, you know, it's corruption, man. There, there is there's some corruption emerging. Some some commanders just want to sit sit around and not actually have to go to the front. Um, whereas, you know, the fighters themselves are desperate because they're like, you know, our people are dying. We want to avenge them and we want to stop it. So, you know, right now, Hoods of Plan are essentially on their way. They're doing a lot more training right now. They've been given the go-ahead. Yeah, they're going to the east. Um, and as far as I know, they're, they're kind of en route, obviously stopping off doing training I think they have an RP. They're going to be an RPG unit, so they'll be at very close quarters. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's going to be gnarly for them. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. These guys, as you stated, all kind of started out as a friend group, right? Like they weren't, this isn't a political party. These aren't like, these guys didn't start as ideological comrades. They were like buddies who were into the same team and into the same kind of combat sports. And now they're, you know, they're going to be, some of them are going to be dying in front of the others, which is like a a difficulty, I think. Um, I'm I'm interested in kind of how, uh, how are they actually organizing sort of in the field or is it just as i've heard of, of a number of like militia units kind of along the lines of the ukrainian military or have they have they kind of adopted different organizational styles in their their hoods hoods units as befits sort of like their unique kind of uh, origins yeah that, that's a good question well i mean it's kind of tricky because essentially they're you know i, I guess they formed as a militia you know as soon right. as the war started they got guns but then you know anton was like we have everything from the anti-fascist networks everything we need apart from the weapons so they had to sign up as a part of um the territorial defense to get weapons so they're under the territorial defense as are you know 100 other different people that did the right. same thing right, right, right um right. so luckily forward towards clan i think because they're so close friends I mean, you can see it in the doc, you know, I, I even the subtitle of our doc is like, you know, this is a film about friendship, um, violence and resistance, because that's essentially what it is, you know. Yeah. So they're very close friends. So commanders have recognized that. But yeah, this is a group that is disciplined as well. A lot of them are straight edge, which is actually a discipline in itself. You know what I mean? Um, so they're very well disciplined. They're very good. You know, the training's very good. They know what they're doing. But they have like a commander that is from the territorial defense, if you like, it's not, he's not Hoods Hoods clan. He's he, never been assigned a commander sort of thing. Um, so they're being taught just the same kind of tactics as anybody else as they're an RPG unit. I think, you know, there'll be a lot of close quarters stuff, but they're just doing a lot of, um, a lot of arms training. There's, you know, Constantine in the dock, one of them, he's like, I just want to get better faster. They just, they're very, they're very focused on being like, not an elite unit, but they want to get it perfect. They're not just like, yeah, yeah, let's go and kill. They're like, no, we have to be good. You know what I mean? We have to go in there and have the same discipline and organization as we had in the streets when we were fighting. There was a reason that they were renowned as being a good street fighting football hooligan firm, despite being completely outnumbered. It's because they had good discipline. Um, they're tough. They trained. And also because they're good friends. They all have each other's back. It, it's it's not a hobby for them. It's a lifestyle, you know? Um, yeah, it's just so much went into it. You know, Hoods clan started off the back of um, anti-fascist punk, uh, punk hardcore in, in Ukraine. And then yeah. that itself was a scene and then the football hooliganism. And then, yeah, and now it's it's crazy, really. It's, it's honestly one of the most fascinating stories I've covered. Now they're a fucking frontline unit. You know, it, it's, it's sad, man. I, I hope to God nothing happens to any of them. Probably the nicest guys I've filmed with, you know. Um, and but it, yeah, it's 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 a good question, man, and it's very tricky to know how it's going to happen for them once they're on the front. I mean, Anton, the main guy, he has served before in in 2014. He joined a militia to right, fight in the right. Donbass, so they do have some experience, you know. And it it does seem like um kind of their natural the skills that they've been developing because there's there's broadly speaking, from my understanding, kind of two main types of of combat going on 
in Ukraine. There's the the what you're seeing a lot in you know the the Donbass, which is this kind of like meat grinder like frontline shit. And then there's sort of the seek and destroy kind of stuff where you've got yes. people sort of hunting convoys and and doing ambushes. And it does strike me like these guys' talents would lend themselves more to the ambushes than I mean. There's not really any talent that helps you in the in the sitting in a trench meat grinder kind of shit. But obviously, you don't have that choice when you're when you're serving under you know the the a national military. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think you're right. Like they would be much better um, placed as like a you know uh, I guess like a kind of shoot and scoot kind of unit. Right, you know? exactly. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think they will be because you know they're trained with RPG. Um, yeah. Some of their fighters already have javelins on the front um, and end laws. So yeah, I think that's where it'll be if they just put them in some kind of meat grinder position, which very much could happen. You know, I mean, it's bad for anybody. I, let's right. be realistic. It's getting yeah. very bad in the Donbass right it's now. It's a like nightmare. Extreme, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, and that's one of the, there's been posts and stuff from people talking about like, um, you know, the, a, a lot of the fuck ups that are happening because, you know, you, Ukraine started this war with everyone being kind of, uh, overwhelmed by the competence of their military effort. And now that things in, in the Donbass have turned into this kind of ugly slog, um, there's been some, you know, oh, the the you know units getting hit by their own artillery fire, the kind of messy stuff that happens when you have a fight like this, right? Like it is, it is unavoidable um, when you have like a, a a situation like has developed in the Donbass, but that doesn't make it any less unpleasant uh, to endure as an actual soldier. Like it's just, it's yeah. one of those. I mean, th- th- there's only so much that like competence and training can do if you wind up getting squeezed into that kind of position. Yeah, and and there's this is why a lot a lot of people are even Ukrainians actually had a conversation with a Ukrainian friend yesterday that was saying like you know the situation is so bad in the east we really need to be honest about this because yeah. you know if people think it's going better than it is okay it's good for morale but it's not good for the guys on the ground like no. they're not going to get what they need and the the reality is that it, it's getting really bad and it's not anything to do with incompetence from the fighters it's just the war the level is yeah. getting so hot and you know russia has learned from its mistakes unfortunately yeah from the start where they completely fucked up but now you know things are getting a little bit hairy um yeah. ukrainians yeah. are doing like an incredible effort but again it's like yeah you're talking about decades and decades of of armor and you know um weapons that russia has and it's all very well us being like oh 20 20% of their armor is blah, blah. I doubt it. You know, I very much doubt that. Um, it doesn't look like that, certainly from when people I'm talking to in the East, you know. So I think, again, I, when, when you know, Ukrainians are like, well, we do need more weapons, it's because they need more weapons. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They really do. Well, this is like one of the, this is uh, one of the things that's that's difficult to, I think, get across to people um, because there is such a, you know, for there, we are dealing with the legacy of decades of shipping weapons places, um, and not having that help the conflict in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, and decades of stories, like you know, all the weapons that got sent to the Iraqi government and then wound up in ISIS's armory and shit, um, which creates kind of an easy narrative for folks who are like, well, you know, you're just trying to prolong the conflict and making it worse by shipping in weapons. But the reality is. One side of this war has a substantial percentage of all of the artillery that exists on the planet, um, yeah. and the other side does not. Yeah, um, and, I, I and, do understand yeah. that argument, though. Like, I totally get it. Yeah, but it's it's 
We, it, I lived it, through the early 2000s as well. Right. I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like war isn't a template. It's not like, yeah. well, because this happened there, this will happen there, or whatever. And it's like, you have to weigh it up. No matter what bad is going to come from this, do you want the bad to be, okay, there's a problem with arms in Eastern Ukraine, which there, uh, Eastern Europe, which there already is, and it gets worse? Or do you want the, the bad problem to be, Russia's taken over the whole country, massacred everybody, and is unlike uh, undoubtedly going to try and move into other countries. Yeah, it's like, well, do you do you want yeah. AIDS or do you want cancer? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but and do, you, I, do you want the do you want the lesson from this to be that if you're just willing to burn a couple of hundred thousand human lives uh, as a state like Russia uh, or any other state, you can easily gain access to you know a a, a pile of wealth, right, in the shape of a mm. country. Um, mm. which isn't a positive, it's not like a good lesson for anyone to take out of this, but like if, if Russia wins, no that's lesson, the lesson, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the reality. Like, it's all very nice having a 50 tweet Twitter thread about why this, that, and a third should or shouldn't happen. But that's just completely removed from real life. I mean, a, a real life is, it's going to be very bad, very nasty, no matter what happens. And you just have to weigh it. Oh, I don't like NATO. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, me neither. But uh, I, I care about people that die for no reason. You know, like, I think that's the real issue. Um, I think people need to stand with the people, you know. And if that means, okay, use the tools that you have. Okay. Like, oh, well, I don't like NATO. Well, yeah, but they're going to give them weapons. Do you think that Ukrainians like having Russian firearms? Probably not. But they also don't give a shit because they shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple, you know. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. Casino. Kind of coming back to the subject of your documentary, um, if weapons are going to be going over there, and by God they are, um, I, I would hope that as many of them as possible are going into the hands of people like uh, the Hoods Hoods clan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as yeah, I mean, to, that yeah. is that is a... Yeah, a lot. There's definitely this isn't from them telling me, but it's just from research I've done. There's definitely a discrepancy in terms of which groups get what weapons. And it's not based on ideology, but it's definitely based on some serious bureaucracy that needs to be sorted out. You know, I I have some, some Western volunteers that I know that are on the front right now. And they're saying, like, for some reason, you know, one unit that is not an RPG unit, for example, will have more um rockets than the rpg unit <laughs> you know and it's like yeah. what like and that's not because they've used them all it's 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 supply lines are again it's it's not even corruption often it's just supply lines are wrecked or whatever but it has to be addressed it has to be looked at i mean i'm no tactician i don't know anything about that side of things i'm just basing it on what you know people are telling me because you know i like to talk to them and hear what's happening yeah um i think we should move into you know when i when i pull up your documentary on youtube yeah um, which is again for folks at home titled Ukraine's Anti-Fascist Football Hooligans Fighting the Russian Invasion. The first thing that I see is this video may be inappropriate for some users. Right. Um, yeah. Fascists? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it, we've talked a lot on our various shows on this network about all of the fascist propaganda that you can find, not even find on YouTube, that will be like spoon-fed to you if you wind up like watching a video game review or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is something that you've been dealing with on Popular Front. Somebody seems to have like an axe to grind with you guys. I don't know. Maybe it's just the algorithm, but... <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I felt like... It was just the algorithm until this recent one, right? So, so yeah, like you said, if people want to fight, I mean, the doc's called Frontline Hooligan, but yeah, the as for SEO, um, yeah, it's it's Ukraine's anti-fascist fighting Russian invasion. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the second it was uploaded, it got age restricted. Now that to me is very odd. I don't get why there's no gore in it. Um, okay, yeah, there's violence, but there's a guideline where you can show violence in if it's relative to reporting, which. Obviously, it is because it's an anti-fascist football hooligan firm fighting Russia. So, of course, we're going to show what that looks like. But yeah, there's there's no there's no gore. Um, there's no there's there's just it's just lads hanging out talking about their lives now they've been tipped upside down and how they really dislike the far right. Now, to give you an idea of how messed up this is, um, there's a real a real um, parasite. Uh, YouTuber is called Danny Mullen, and he has a video on YouTube where him and his his friend, both of them scoundrels, go to the, the Mexican border and the, the, the whole video is trying to get with, quote, like hot Ukrainian refugees. Now, it's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. They're preying on young girls. Some of them are very clearly underage. Um, and that is monetized. That is monetized and it is even on the algorithm. I found it because I was watching Ukraine war stuff and it was put onto my recommended. Now, these are the biggest parasites you've ever seen in your life. 
um, and they have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of subscribers and they're making money from content like that. That is not age restricted. There is no censorship thing. There is no message saying this might be offensive. But a documentary, which is 100% journalistic, covering anti-fascists fighting one of the worst invasions we've seen in Europe is suddenly deemed um, inappropriate and is age restricted on YouTube. Tell me what's going on there. That doesn't seem right to me. So basically, YouTube, by doing that, is saying we're actually happy to make money off of people that exploit underage Ukrainian refugees, but we're not happy for people showing the world a different side to the war. That to me is madness. Like it doesn't make any sense to me, you know, and it's nothing but soft censorship. Some people are telling me it's not, it's not censorship. Of course it is censorship. This is the way the world works now. Yeah. Because I mean, a huge chunk of the success or the visibility of anything that you're putting on YouTube is whether or not the algorithm is going to like suggest it to people. Um, even exactly. people who have watched your other, like not, not even talking about like suggesting it to somebody who's never heard of popular front, but like people who have watched multiple things that you've done and are just on YouTube the thing that would make sense is for when you put out a new thing, them to get like YouTube to be like, hey, we know you've watched this shit, check out this. But that's not going to happen for a lot of folks because of this kind of thing, which is, yeah, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, it's not just me either. Like, I mean, it's other people it's happening course, to as well. Yeah. And basically what it is, is if we wanted to make the doc somehow be allowed to be monetized or, or not even monetized, I don't even want the monetization. The whole channel is demonetized. I just want it to not be age restricted because yeah. that is an algorithm torpedo. And, you know, it's like I would have to recut the whole documentary, essentially censor myself, my own journalism, make it, excuse me, make, make the integrity of the doc weaker just to be able people to see it. Like, this is war. This is real life. I just, it's just well, really depressing, you know? And, and this is something, I mean, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook have all been guilty of degrees of this, but there's this, of all of the things that don't, that, that are allowed to spread unchecked on those platforms, they have this consistent, maybe because it's it's easier to algorithmically go after, but this this consistent pattern of going after war journalism. Um, and like your, you know, what's happening to your documentary is a, a piece of this, but like the much scarier piece is a, a tremendous amount of documentation of war crimes in places like Syria have been deleted um, kind of automatically over the years, which means that like, again, evidence of crimes against humanity has been lost forever because of these kind of like purges of, of war content that um, I don't think are actually protecting anybody from anything, but are, are in, in perhaps even making things worse. Yeah, of course. And it, and it allows, um, look, Russian propaganda or whatever, like people are going to seek that out and they're going to digest it sure, whatever yeah. way they can. So then surely you should say, okay, take the brakes off. Let's, you know, if you care, which I mean, YouTube is a media platform. You would think that they would say, okay, well, this is kind of our duty to balance it out, to allow all the free information. I'm not even saying, oh yeah, throttle Russian propaganda. I, I think people have a choice to see whatever they want to see, even if it is completely ridiculous. But the fact that they're they're censoring the stuff that you you would think is okay to see, because for 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 I know, you know, our content, they, you won't find a lie in that documentary. You know, no. we're very honest, very frank with the situation. We're not whitewashing fascism in Ukraine, um, and we're certainly not putting out Russian propaganda. We're just telling a an interesting journalistic story. So you would think as a media platform, that would be like, yeah, right up their street. But it's not really a media platform. It's a money making platform, and right. you know, they just they just survive for adverts. Yep. Um, and I think that is kind of where we're gonna we're gonna leave off for today. Unless you have, do you have anything else you wanted to get into on your documentary, Jake? 
No, man, I just, I guess the last thing I would say is I want people to kind of know that there are many different um, factions out there. This isn't, you know, I, I saw someone comment being like, oh, you found the only fascist and uh, anti-fascist in Ukraine. It's like, no, there's, there's literally, I've been documenting them. There's thousands. Yeah. There's so many, you know, and not just like, oh, anti-fascist. Yeah, we, this is what we believe. Like people form in units. There's a whole pipeline of um, anti-authoritarian um, activists. There, there's loads. And generally, like Ukrainians um, are happy, you know, they'll, they'll take the help they can get. It's not like Ukrainians are like, God damn those anti-fascists. No, they, they love them. They love them the same way they love anybody that's defending the country. You know, it's, it's yeah. just normal. And I yeah, think people should really, you know, if they want to watch our doc as well, like if they can share it, that would be great because it's just very, it's a struggle to get people to watch it now because of, because of it's been torpedoed on the algorithm. So if, if they go to youtube.com slash popular front, they'll find it. It's the first doc there. But yeah, if people can share it, that'd be great. All right. Well, check it out. Again, the title is Ukraine's Anti-Fascist Football Hooligans Fighting the Russian Invasion on the Popular Front YouTube channel. Uh, we're also going to have a link in the bio if you are someone who doesn't like Thanks, to man. type things. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Um, all right, everybody. That's the episode. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Happy Pride. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. I'm here to tell you about Lambda Legal. For more than 50 years, Lambda Legal has been in court protecting the civil rights of LGBTQ plus people and everyone living with HIV. And the good news is you can help. Support Lambda Legal's work by donating this Pride Month. Throughout June, all donations up to $100,000 will be matched. To donate, go to lambdalegal.org. That's L-A-M-B-D-A legal.org. Help Lambda Legal remain unstoppable. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 